0: We talked to community leaders about the COVID-19 vaccine. There is no invincibility to COVID-19. I mean, I've had people in my church die in the hospital without their loved ones. They're at the funeral home, and we have to limit it to five to ten people in the beginning. No reflection, no community gatherings. The power to change this narrative is your choice. My hope is that people will get vaccinated. Find your vaccine at michigan.gov slash covidvaccine. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services.
1: to set you free. How you doing? I'm Leslie Marshall. Happy Tuesday. We all confused today because some of us had it off yesterday. I did work and I just want to say once again, the reason we have Labor Day are the wonderful unions too in particular back in the day that started it all off and felt that corporations These companies needed to give workers a break. uh, And that's when they were working longer uh, weeks than Monday through Friday and longer days than nine to five. Uh, I am so glad to have somebody here with us. He is a personal friend of mine. Uh, He has his own um, show that he does uh, on my network. And in in addition uh, to that, I just have the utmost respect for him and his background and uh, he is one of the many we were just talking about. And, Mo, I hope I can mention this on the air. You know, people always go, everybody's leaving California. I'm like, for everyone that leaves, you know, to come in. And I'm looking forward to Mo's uh, entrance to uh, to the Blue State. Uh, Mo Avila is our guest. He is host of In the Know with Mo. It can be heard and seen all of the same places as the Leslie Marshall Show. That is uh, Twitter's Periscope, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, LinkedIn Live, on radio stations, on podcast, on stream. And his show is every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, he is the CEO of Movella LLC. Sorry, I said Vela. I'm changing him to That's Bob Vela from PBS. Uh, I know his name, his name is Mo Vela. Uh, he is the CEO of Movella LLC, a strategic business advisory firm with business partnerships and ventures that span the globe across a diversity of sectors and industries. Mo is also the founder of the Vela Group LLC. They're a global business development consulting firm, And In addition to running his firms, he is of counsel senior advisor at the law firm of Stein, Mitchell, Beto, and Misner, or Meisner. Uh, Mo is also principal advisor at Transparent Business. Previously, he served in President Obama's administration um, as the director of administration and senior advisor in the office of then a guy you might have heard of, Vice President Joe Biden, our commander in chief currently. Please follow him on Twitter at Movella, that's M O E V E L A. Mo, so uh, much uh, to talk about. Uh, glad to have you with us. Um, and, uh, I, I, I know that I just, um, I just want to say like, hi, you know, welcome, you know, to fall going into uh, winter after the summer, everybody's trying to drag it out, but now we're, you know, now we're back to work.
0: <laughs> uh, it's Leslie. It's so good to be back with you. i missed you, but you know what? I, uh, every Thursday, um, I, uh, you're, you have such a special place in my heart between Thursdays as well, let me be clear, but on Thursdays in particular, because you gave me the chance of a lifetime, gave me my own little show on your network, and you believed in me, and I am forever indebted to you and forever grateful. You can ask Mark Rimaldi, our mutual producer, who we think is the best producer in the world. Absolutely. Um, and every time I'm on, I always thank Leslie Marshall. and it's so true. Leslie, thank you from the bottom of my heart. You uh, believed in this bald, gay, chubby guy from South Texas, and uh, it is—it uh, was a dream come true, and th- it's all thanks to you.
1: Well, if you weren't gay and I wasn't married, we'd date anyway. <laughs> most most recent entrepreneurial endeavor is as the co-creator, co-producer, and co-star of the hottest new business reality Uh-oh. streaming series. And I, I have to tell you, my son makes fun of my daughter because she loves unicorns. Uh, and when I saw this, I said, I love I love this name. I just love the connection. Unicorn Hunters. Now, most stars alongside the likes of Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak, former Treasury Secretary Rosie Rios, musical superstar and investor Lance Bass, and several other business titans. I'm a fan of his, by the way. And uh, musically, and several other business titans and luminaries. Now, Unicorn Hunters is on a mission to democratize access to wealth and so that it is no longer the privilege of a select group in other words, the rich one and two percent unicorn hunters allows founders to reach millions of investors around the world they provide viewers with the opportunity to invest in pre-ipo opportunities pre-ipo the show just finished taping their second season they have six new amazing future unicorns who will impact millions of lives and the show can be seen at unicornhunters.com mo Tell, tell us about your latest project. Tell yeah. us about Unicorn Hunters. I mean, why you decided to do this and, and tell us everything Unicorn here.
0: Yeah, listen, thank you, first of all, for allowing me to just mention it. I don't want to take up much of your show today because I know that's, there are that's a lot. Fun. I want to hear about current it. events and current things happening uh, across the country that we need to talk about politically. But thank you. I'll take two seconds here real quickly. Uh, first of all, you know, you made one dream come true. And then Uh, As I said in the Dallas Voice interview the other day, have you ever met a gay man who didn't come out of their mama's womb looking for a camera? And so on that premise, (laughs) the show has met another one of my dreams come true. Um, And so uh, in a nutshell, Leslie, what I realized was in 2012, President Obama signed the JOBS Act. And the JOBS Act was what the fundamental creation of crowdfunding. And when I started to think about that premise and I started realizing that only very few select people around the world had access to wealth creation through the investment ecosystem. Mm. And I said, I want to do something through the entertainment platform, through the media, another form of media. Uh, And we created the show. So a unicorn, as you know, is a business that reaches a billion dollar valuation pre-IPO right so what we do every episode leslie is we bring you another company many of them by the way either founded and had by led by women or minorities or dis or marginalized communities we're real proud of that who are have come up with a technological solution some type of a product or a service that is going to impact millions of lives and we give them the entire show to make their pitch to the world and by the way, we have not announced this, but I'm gonna announce it on the Leslie Marshall show. We hit our 15 millionth viewer this past week.
1: Wow, three, that's months, that's a lot
0: of people. That's three awesome. months and only streaming. That's that's incredible. so it's resonating, and our viewership is from I think at this point 72 countries. Yeah, so we are just we're on a roll. We just finished season two. Uh, and yes. The next time when I move back to November in November to Los Angeles, will you accompany me and Lance Bass to dinner and be our our mutual date?
1: Oh my God, I would love it. I'd okay, between two of my it's favorite gay men, as it's Kathy would say, my gaze. I'm gonna have my gaze <laughs> at dinner, and uh, and uh, I w- uh, yes, I would love to uh, have okay. a coffee a cocktail, uh, non alcoholic beverage with you guys. Whatever we you will guys forever prefer. Forever
0: be Leslie's boys. How's that?
1: Oh God, I would, I would tell, I think my husband will be jealous because my husband's a metrosexual, you know what I mean? There's a tiny little gay man trying to come out to a degree, but you know, his friends still bother, uh, you know, get get on him for liking boy band groups. Well,
0: well, maybe we'll invite him too. how's that? Yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I think the selfie's just rubbing it in his way. Uh, Well, thank uh, you for allowing me to share
0: that at unicornhunters.com or our YouTube channel, either place. Please go watch season one. All of those six episodes are out. You can watch them anytime at your leisure, at your convenience. And the next season will start airing in about three weeks. And we will roll them out once every two weeks. And this next season is hot, Leslie. It's hot. Five incredible chances to, six, excuse me, six incredible chances to invest in a future unicorn.
1: I, I, I love it. I'm going to I'm going to uh, I, I'll be honest, I haven't watched it yet. So I'm going to I just wrote it down. I'm going to watch it. I'm looking forward to it.
0: I, and I look forward to hearing your feedback. So yourself,
1: absolutely. So you. you are I'm, I'm allowed to say that you may be moving to California. Absolutely. I just okay. It, it, well, it, it, you, absolutely. you are currently in another state in the lovely uh, New England area where Ben and Jerry reside. And uh, you but you live in Texas. Yeah. And people that never even think of Texas, you know, when Texas has said, God forgive me, I lived in Texas, I lived in Houston, Texas back in the day, and I have some wonderful friends, you know, there, there's some wonderful people there like yeah. you. Um, but what's happened there is uh, not wonderful. So I just want to remind people what happened. And, and, and it's a really nasty thing called SBA. Uh, now, uh, SBA, I mean, this just blows my mind. Um, life of the mother in danger doesn't matter. Incest victim doesn't matter. You're a child doesn't matter. You're a victim of rape, gang rape uh, doesn't matter. Um, If beyond six weeks you want to seek an abortion, you cannot get one in the state of Texas. And additionally, um, you, if you out there, um, you know, know if you knew that I was going to get an abortion, you could actually sue and you would get $10,000, sort of like abortion bounty hunters. Matter of fact, and I know you can handle me saying this, you could rape me, find out I'm going to abort your child a a day after week six, and a lot of women don't know, especially young girls, if they don't have a regular cycle without being gross, they don't know they're pregnant until they've missed two cycles, which is eight weeks, right? 60 days approximately, right? You could sue me after you've raped me and get $10,000. I mean, This is one of those that's like, are you kidding me? So we have to take a break, but I want to lay it out. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Justice Department says it's going to protect those seeking to obtain or provide reproductive health services in Texas. It's exploring options to challenge the state's abortion ban. When we come back, Mo, I want you to answer the question as to whether Texas has handed the Democrats a gift with this legislation. Uh, We'll be back. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Movella. We'll talk more. You know, in in the break, write down or jot down or go, you know, you know, flag it. Unicornhunters.com. Uh, uh, check it out. The episode's on YouTube. There are six more episodes coming up, and it's it's fabulous, and it's just gonna it's gonna keep going strong, and it's a wonderful, wonderful idea. And I'm so glad that Mo did it, my friend. I'm proud of him. Proud of you, buddy. We're gonna take a break. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Movella. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Sounds good. I'm um, going to is Mo Vela, host of In the Know with Mo. You can hear it right here uh, Thursdays from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern. His Twitter handle, follow him there, is at Mo Vela. And his latest project is Excuse me. his his latest project that we were just talking about before the break is Unicorn Hunters. Go to unicornhunters.com. Check it out on YouTube. Uh, Former episodes and uh, half a dozen episodes forthcoming. You really need to check it out. Uh, Mo, before the break, um, I I mentioned uh, the... uh, Department of Justice vowing to protect the abortion seekers and the providers in the state of Texas after the passage of SB 8, the very restrictive abortion law, some would say abortion ban. uh, Some people are calling it abortion Taliban. Um, You know, is this a gift to Democrats or is it only a gift to Democrats within Texas with the midterm elections coming up? Or will this actually get Democrats out in other states? Because I have to say, We saw more ballots being mailed after the passage of SBA here in California, and the polls look to be now heavier in favor of Gavin Newsom keeping his seat in this recall election in California. So is this legislation um, helping uh, Democrats in Texas and outside as well?
0: I'm going to answer it in a different way than I normally would, Leslie, uh, because I think it is a gift to Democrats if we make it a gift to us. And by that I mean it needs to rile up our base. It needs to get every woman who values her power of choice, right, to get active, get involved, get mad, and get revenge. And we get revenge by voting. We get revenge by supporting Democratic candidates who respect a woman and her body. We get revenge by raising money for candidates who support a woman and her right to choose what happens to her body. And so it's a gift if we make it a gift. If we stay home and we don't get involved and we don't get angry, then you know what? They're gonna get away with it. And if we let them get away with it, then shame on all of us. And by the way, it's not just women that need to get mad every man who believes and respects in women and the woman's right to re- to the choice of what she does with her own body, we need to get pissed off too. We need to get raising money. We need to support candidates who are pro-choice and we need to get out and vote. So it's a gift if we make it
1: one. Yeah. No, absolutely. This ban is the most restrictive abortion law to be enforced since the 1973 Supreme Court Roe v. Wade decision that legalized um, abortion nationwide. Now, as we mentioned, for people just tuning in, the Texas law bans all abortions, including in the case of rape and incest, after the detection of cardiac activity that is usually around six weeks. And that is, as I mentioned, before many women would know they are pregnant. It also allows individuals to sue anyone suspected of helping a woman obtain an abortion and a woman at least $10,000 to people who do so successfully. The law is difficult to challenge, partly because it's unclear who can be sued since it deputizes private citizens to enforce it. Now, Mo, we know that in Texas, you can carry a weapon without a license, right? So if you can carry a weapon without a license and somebody is giving you, the state of Texas is giving you free reign, if you will, to be a deputy, um, I, I don't know about you, I see nothing but... Uh, I I see really bad things ahead uh, with that combination, these two laws in this combination.
0: You know, Leslie, this is very personal to me. You alluded to it in the intro. I am a fourth generation Texan, come from a Texas pioneer family who got to Texas in 1862. Uh, At one time, our family ranch was 100,000 acres of Texas. In South Texas. And so this is personal to me. I, in my own lifetime, my first boss in politics was a woman named Ann Richards. And she raised me politically from the age of 19. I used to call her Miss Ann because she was my political mom. And she taught me most of what I know in politics. And she's rolling over in her grave, I assure you, and disgusted, just like you and I are, of how unfathomable it is. Now, I wanna point something out, Leslie. Not only does it bother me because I'm a fourth generation Texan to see my state acting in such a ridiculously stupid and foolish manner with such indecency and disrespect for women, but I wanna point out what I consider to be maybe the greatest hypocrisy we've ever seen in our lifetime. They do all of this in the name of their religious beliefs. And I am prepared today on your show to, for the first time, publicly say something I've always said privately. But I'll tell you something. If your God is okay with everything that Donald Trump has done, including cheating on all his wives, lying every day, endangering people's lives, dividing us and promoting hatred, and Governor Abbott stands by him, and all these Texas officials stand by him, they all agree with him and they believe in that same crap, then I don't want to know your God. And if that's the reason you supported this legislation, which it is, many of them, then I don't want to know your God. The hypocrisy is so overwhelming, so overwhelming, that there you're willing to put a woman and her life at risk when she was raped or the victim of incest because of some godly rule that they think is they were here that they're adhering to is the greatest hypocrisy. What God would put a woman who has been raped in danger, Leslie? No God I want to know, my friend. No God I want to know.
1: You know, it's interesting when you talk about the hypocrisy, because let's be honest, rich white people, not just in Texas, but throughout the country, just as they did in the 50s, will find a way, will pay somebody uh, to find an abortion. You know, I'm going to tell you a true story. Uh, Back in the 90s, um, I was um, working at a station in Houston, Texas, and uh, I was doing a midday talk show and I was doing abortion because I was new to town and I was a pro-choice, half-Jewish, liberal Yankee from Boston. And everybody was like, what is that? You know. And so, so it was like they wanted me to make the phones ring. So it's sort of like capital punishment, gun control, abortion. Those make the phones ring and talk radio real fast. So this woman said to me, you know, I, you know, I'm pro-life, this and that. And I said to her, I said this to her, okay? ma'am, I have a question for you. Do you have any children? Yes. Do you have a daughter? Yes. Do you have any grandchildren? Yes. Do you have a granddaughter? Yes. How old is she? 12. If your granddaughter were gang raped by three by three or four black men and became pregnant, would you make her have that child? Pregnant pause. I get your point. Have a nice day. And the reason I say that, and I'm not going to even mention, there are people in my inner circle, family and friends, who are staunchly pro-life that asked me where they could get an abortion when things came up in their life. The it hypocrisy. Is. So when you talk about the hypocrisy, I agree with you. It's rampant. Um, and, and you also mentioned ridiculous and stupid. We have like a, a minute before break. Was it ridiculous and stupid for Republicans to do this because Abbott's poll numbers are waning? Portland start. There are people out there that aren't going to buy products made in Texas that aren't going to travel to Texas. Is this going to hurt Texas financially and Republicans politically? Answer when we come back is we have 30 seconds. Is this going to hurt Texans uh, politically and financially? We'll be back with Movela. And like I said, check out unicornhunters.com. Check it out. Uh, put it in your queue. And on Twitter, please follow him at Movela, M-O-E-V-E-L-A. I'm Leslie Marshall. Back with him. Back with you right after this. If you miss Leslie on TV this week, catch up at LeslieMarshallShow.com.
0: Follow Leslie on Twitter. Just go to www.twitter.com slash and we'll be sure to share your tweets. Well, would I vote for
1: birthdays in October? I said... Are you a Libra? Because it's on the 2030s. Like, I go both ways, honey. Oh, my God. But I'm pumped. He's funny. Uh, Mo Vella, host of In the Know with Mo, can be heard here every Thursday, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern. Follow him at Mo Vella, M-O-E-V-E-L-A. And also check out his latest venture, uh, UnicornHunters.com, yeah. and check it out on uh, YouTube. Uh, Mo, thanks for holding. Uh, welcome back. We are talking about Texas. We're talking about SB8, the abortion ban, abortion law. Some people refer to it as um. Is it really stupid when you look at the numbers waning for Governor Abbott with uh, approval, you know, in his state? You know, he's you know, he's going downhill. Um, It does it hurt him and Republicans in Texas politically. We touched upon that in my first question. But is this a dumb move financially because there are going to be people that boycott uh, or take uh, their headquarters or take their product development out of Texas?
0: I hope that it does, Leslie, and that hurts me and pains me to say it, but sometimes it's the only way we've seen that uh, people learn, right, that this is not acceptable. And so it is incumbent on women in particular who are, let's be honest, the probably the lead consumer on a myriad of products for most families in Texas and around the country. It's incumbent on them and men who believe in equality and respect women to say we are not going to be buying products from companies who do not punish Texas for this move, who remain a part of the Texas economic system. So we've got to pressure these companies uh, as consumers to say, you know what, you keep enabling them. We don't buy your products and use your services. So we as consumers, in my opinion, I've always believed this, we actually hold the power because we hold the pocketbook. And so to your question, I think that it, if we all again, uh, stand up and do what is right and use our pocketbook to speak as well as our vote, uh, then I think that Texas will be hurt financially. And economically, we saw this, by the way, we've seen it many times. The All-Star Game, remember the NBA All-Star Game in North Carolina. We've seen it happen in Georgia. And boy, they had a reverse course and they saw an impact. Uh, So you know what? Corporate America, stand with the majority of Americans, stand with women, do what's right, and do not do business in Texas until they straighten up their act. It's that simple.
1: I agree with you. It pains me to say that business owners, even Democrats, would be hurt by this. But sometimes uh, I'm not saying throw the baby out with the bathwater, but sometimes desperate means uh, call for desperate measures. I agree. Speaking of desperate, um, there are uh, new voting restrictions that have been signed into law today by the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott. uh, And it makes it the latest state to approve stricter voting laws in the aftermath of the 2020 election. I just want to go down a small list. And this is just part of the restrictions. This law bans 24-hour and drive-through voting, bans new vote-by-mail ID mandates, bans officials from mailing unsolicited, I mean, they have new vote-by-mail ID mandates, they ban officials from mailing unsolicited mail-in ballot applications, it empowers poll watchers, with those guns I guess they can carry, Uh, new requirements for assisting voters. And they will have monthly voter roll checks. I don't mind the monthly voter roll checks. That I don't mind. I don't mind purging people who have passed on. That I don't have Absolutely. a problem with in any state, but it's the other things. So let's talk about this because the law rolls back early voting and adds new ID requirements, which I just mentioned. Critics say the big problem here is that it disproportionately impacts voters of color, right? Of course. And let's go on. Many of the bill's provisions take aim at expansions put in place in Democratic Harris County, very populous. Uh, that's where officials broadened access last year. This is all per uh, Texas Tribune, Washington Post, New York Times. Uh, the measure could also make it more difficult for people with disabilities to vote, uh, creating penalties for people who assist with filling out a ballot, and requires large counties in Texas, and those counties tend to lean Democratic to live stream ballot counting. Um, talk to me about this. Does this empower Democrats to come out en masse and vote in numbers like we've never seen before in the state of Texas if they don't care about SB8 and abortion, if they care about voting rights? Because we we know there are many in the Latino and African-American communities that are pro-life and may be more comfortable with some of the restrictions in SB8. But these kind of restrictions, they will not be comfortable with. Um, or, or do these restrictions do what Republicans want want it to do, which is to, quite frankly, keep, you know, colored, disabled and poor people home who tend to vote Democratic?
0: Yeah. I mean, this is uh, they're not even trying to hide it anymore, Leslie. Yeah, they used to. Right. This was something that you and I have been battling as progressives with Republicans for years. Right. But they ne- they were embarrassed or ashamed to ever publicly say it. Donald Trump empowered them and gave them permission to come out of this racist, suppressive closet, right? And so now they don't have any shame. So look, again, to me, it all goes back to the same thing. Those of us who are reasonable, those of us who are decent-minded, those of us who actually believe in the power of inclusion and diversity in every form— who actually respect women, who respect one another, if those are your values and and you really value all of those values, then damn it, we got to get up. We got to stand up. We got to fight back. And I already told you how we fight back. But if they succeed in suppressing our folks and we do not control the narrative and explain to those people of color, to those who write the disabled, to people who are poor, whatever these marginalized communities are that these people are trying to keep home, if we as Democrats and progressives don't control the narrative and educate them and empower them and enlighten them to know, you got to get up now more than ever. you got to get to the polls now more than ever. These people are against you. They don't want you to vote. You have the right to vote. It is a power you have. Right, my God, Leslie. Can I just point out that you have not asked me one question where I have not gotten riled up? What the hell? My blood pressure is going to be (laughs) like. I'm doing my job, then. I'm doing
1: my job. Um, I want to talk about because you you got my blood pressure going when you hear this. Uh, I may get your blood pressure going and not in a good way. uh, This. Uh, When you talk about fighting back, I agree with everything you've just said. 150, 200 percent. May I share with you a pet peeve and want to get your take? And there are two things, and I call it my fellow Democrats on this, okay? On Twitter, I will constantly see people, and I won't mention who they are. You probably follow them as well. That'll be like, um, SB8 is awful. We've got, like, um, Governor Abbott resign trending on Twitter. Please help us read 75,000 retweets. And I'm like, really? Really? One, Governor Abbott, Donald Trump. Joe Biden, whoever, they're not going (laughs) to resign. They're elected. The only way to get rid of them is with voting. Retweeting and people reading on Twitter is not going to guarantee those people vote. And may I say one more and I am going to get killed by my fellow feminists. The Women's March is on my birthday this year, October 2nd. And I think it's just wonderful, maybe not, with the pandemic, that everybody's marching. Here's my problem. Stop marching stop protesting start voting that's my thing and that's my stop retweeting stop begging for likes stop marching stop protesting start voting because if you you have five million women on october 2nd and it's a wonderful photo op and everybody looks you know like wow look at these women but they don't get off their ass and vote in Texas, and in the midterm elections where Republicans show up more than Democrats, yeah. and in the midterm elections where we have low voter turnout across the board, but Republicans still outvote us usually. What good does it do? So, to, to your point, um, it, you know, are are we looking at wrong ways to fight back? I'm not trying to put down the march. Marches are fine, but if you if the people get as excited to vote as they do to march. Um, And uh, Mark just said, uh, our our wonderful producer, help people to register uh, between those marches. And uh, now in the midterms, help people register to vote so that they can vote. Um, So can can
0: you speak? Can you speak? I I can. I agree with you. Uh, Again, I'm going to get hate mail, too, probably. But (laughs) I agree with you 150 to 200 percent as well. And I'll tell you why, Leslie, because here's the deal. Retweeting 75,000 times, here's the reality. The people that are going to be victimized by by this Governor Abbott's ridiculous, horrible behavior and signing of both bills, the people of color, the poor, the disenfranchised, the marginalized, the vast majority of them are not on Twitter. So when you retweet, you are preaching to the choir. We've got to go into the neighborhoods to reach those folks and let them know you are a victim of a racist
1: Big. And a lot of these people don't even have computers. I mean, for crying exactly. out loud, some of us don't live in a, like a reality. Not everybody has. I mean, there are elderly people that don't. Media. Right. I mean, look, my kids will. La- my kids laugh at my technological ability or the lack thereof. But my mom's even worse. I mean, you know, there are. You know, hey, look, there are 91 year olds that can kick yeah. my butt in technology yeah. Uh, yeah. online. Uh, but that that's not uh, the majority across the board. We're yeah. going to take another break. Uh, when we come back. Um, Want to finish up with this and then I want to talk about the climate. Ah. Uh, we want to talk about the climate. We'll be back with Mo Vela. I'm Leslie Marshall. Check out his unicornhunters.com. Check out those episodes. Uh, just sounds like an awesome project and I would love for you to uh, watch it and maybe you could see, you could be a part of it. Also, follow hey. him on Twitter at Mo Vella, M O E V E L A. We'll be back with Mo and you, and Emmy, right after this. We are back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome or welcome back. Talking with Mo Vella. Follow him on Twitter, M-O-E-V-E-L-A. Check out UnicornHunters.com and check out every Thursday In the Know with Mo, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Mo, thank you for holding and uh, welcome back. Uh, before we talk about uh, climate change, um, you had mentioned Donald Trump. And uh, clearly with these um, voter uh, suppression and, and oppression, but voter suppression uh, laws in the state of Texas, like the one assigned into law today uh, by Governor Greg Abbott. Um, it, it, this is clearly in response to the belief that there is just massive widespread voter fraud in Texas across the board, and that's not the case. Um, it, it is, are we in an age where any time a Democrat wins— A Republican will claim voter fraud. I say that because Larry Elder, who I know very well as a fellow talk show host and has sparred in the green room with here in California before going on Fox News numerous times. He has already said that if he doesn't win the recall, it will be because of voter fraud. I have some of my colleagues uh, at Fox and other places. I'm hearing people say that. Uh, Gavin Newsom, um, numbers are looking pretty good that he will win. There's now more than a 10%, uh, chance in the polls, uh, where it was a dead heat, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Thank you, maybe, uh, Texas SB eight for helping with that. Um, but, and, and, and I say that, so is that where we're at? Is, is it impossible for a Democrat to win any race in any state on any level, federal or, you know, state or even local, uh, without a Republican who loses, uh, you know, just saying, Hey, I lost and just screaming out uh, voter fraud that doesn't exist.
0: As exasperated as I am, Leslie, and as disgusted as I am with these patterns and trends and behaviors uh, by so many Republicans, my answer is going to be a little bit hopeful still. I'm still not giving up on all Republicans. I have too many Republican friends that I love and respect and admire who are reasonable, who are intelligent, who are decent, and who will not claim voter fraud every time a Republican loses. I still think that there will be Republican candidates, local, state and federal, that will not do that, right? You will have the uh, Liz Cheney's of the world and the Kitzinger's of the world and and others like them, who I think will still err on the side of truth uh, and facts. And so will there, I think, be that reaction? Will it be the sore loser will it be the donald trump playbook right i think we're going to see more and more of it so yes but i still hope that not everybody is going to do that yeah will larry elder do that yeah but you know what here's the deal we again the only way we can counter that crap and and make them realize how stupid they look and sound is by getting to the polls and winning in numbers that even if three peop- dead people voted, it wouldn't make a damn difference, you know? So get to the polls, vote for God's sake. By the,
1: the right. way, we did do that in the presidential election, right? And, and Over 83 million Biden. people voted
0: That's right. and, <laughs> and we still Biden have is, the voter vote. Yeah, but Joe Biden is still president and sure. Joe Biden is still governing and Nancy Pelosi is still the speaker of the house. And so you can say it all you want to, uh, as my mama used to say, and I'm sure yours did too, just because you say it a 100 times doesn't make it right or true.
1: Right. Now, very true. Before we go to climate, because I want to talk climate, we just have minutes, but i got to ask you, Speaker Pelosi, do you think she will be Speaker Pelosi in 2022? In other words, will Democrats be able to keep or will Republicans flip those six seats? Because when I look at the map, it looks like around six are in very... Uh, red areas for Democrats, and uh, the president is not trending well. And as you know, the midterms are normally a referendum on the president, yeah. and they punish the candidates in that party.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that she will be. I am I'm, I really do. I'll tell you why. Now, it'll be by the skin of our chinny-chin-chins, but I do think she will be, and I'll tell you why. I think Governor Abbott and Governor DeSantis are actually making it possible for us to hold on to the House. So in that, in that, in that vein, let them keep going. I hate that. I hate that we're going to cut off our nose to spite our face, I guess. But sometimes you got to take a hit in the short term, in the short run to have long term gain. Uh, And I think that may be the case here. I really do. That's my prediction. She will be the speaker, but it will be barely.
1: Wow. Okay. I hope you're right. I'm. I'm not going to go to Vegas with that yet. But uh, no, I wouldn't go to Vegas either. But you and I can go and play video poker because that's my yeah. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about climate. <clears throat> the climate crisis um, yeah. is uh, over 230 medical journals now. This isn't me. This is an AOC, Bernie Sanders, whatever, saying this. The climate crisis is the greatest health threat. Global warming affecting people's health. Health. Uh, world leaders are uh, needing to address the climate crisis. Now it can't wait until the COVID-19 pandemic is over. And yeah. this is what happened on Sunday night. Editors of over 230 medical journals are warning. You know, Sheldon Whitehouse said in Rhode Island, we were warned when he stood amongst the damage. There have been six reports. One just came out the beginning of August, kind of foreshadowing what we were going to do there is no way you can't look at the hurricanes how many more we have how much more volume of water how much increase of wind i mean the list goes on uh please please you know speak to this because i mean you got people like lindsey graham now going climate climate change real (laughs) well
0: before i answer that i want to i've never asked you where you were born and raised because i just heard you say water and that just gave it away but where was that
1: I was born in Fall River, Massachusetts, where Lizzie Borden um, took an axe. <laughs> and uh, I I grew I grew up uh, outside of Boston in uh, southeastern Massachusetts.
0: Okay, well you got rid of the pack the Car, but Oh uh, no uh, no I just you know? if
1: we no if we have cocktails in Vegas playing poker, they'll come out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite accent, by the way, in the world. It really, really is. My favorite bar none. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so to climb it, look, I I don't know what else we can do, to be really honest with you. We have sounded every alarm, we have rung every bell, every possible medical, like you said, journal, every scientist with any type of a renowned or respected background, Uh, Al Gore, until he's blue in the face, Joe Biden, the Democratic Party, even some Republicans. I don't know what else can be done, Leslie to make people aware, just like the vaccine and COVID is not a hoax or a game or something to be played with, neither is climate change. It is serious. It is causing irreparable damage. We may be past the point of no return. I don't know what else we can do. I really don't.
1: Uh, no, I agree. I agree with you because, I mean, between climate and covid, how the hell did this ever become a uh, political Jim Jordan tweeting uh, vaccine mandates are un-American. George Washington had a vaccine mandate for the troops, uh, the father of our nation, who Republicans constantly. I have a
0: measles. Forward. I have
1: a measles vaccine mark on my arm. Right. Right. But we we have don't choice. have German measles. We don't have smallpox. We don't have polio. Why? Vaccines. I, I mean vaccines. Marky, Mark, how much time do we have? Because I have a, a one more question. If I can get in, I want to ask Mo. Mo, I'm going to ask you something completely different than maybe we planned today, but I, I, I know you can. Because you used to work with Vice President Joe Biden, who is now the President of the United States, I wanted your take at a New York Times article that really picked apart the President for bringing up his dead son, Beau, um, in talking with people that have lost their children, specifically the 13 that were killed um, at the end as we were exiting uh, Afghanistan.
0: I cannot imagine that anybody would criticize any human being for sharing something so profoundly devastating and sad and personal because of the Because Joe Biden's greatest gift, Leslie, I've said this for three years in every media interview, to me, his greatest gift was his relatability. And it's his shared vulnerability that makes us, those of us who love and admire and connect with him, that's what makes us love, admire, and connect with him is his relatability and his shared vulnerability. So when he was sharing about Beau's death it was that's who he is it's his way of saying i know the pain is it a different setting yes a different type death yes but i know profound loss i know what it feels like to
1: lose a child not to bury it just yes I, to bury a child. and also both served blood. in afghanistan i know what it's like to And even though he didn't die in afghanistan that's not why he died now, I, I agree with you. Yeah, some you know, some people, you know, may knock it. There are people out there, there are parents out there of the children that said that it did comfort them um because he understood. Of course, there are people that were angry and, and blamed him. There are people yeah. that said he talked about his son more than their son. I mean, if you don't like somebody, you're gonna find something. But you know, just yesterday, totally different. I was talking with a friend and I was sharing how difficult the lockdown was for my kids, and how my kid, my daughter, who was straight A's, had you know struggles, she's gonna kill me for saying this on the air. And she was like, my kids too. And just that line, even though she's a good friend, I didn't feel alone. And I think that as humans, we wanna know we're all in this together. Absolutely. We're in this together, we don't wanna feel alone. And I, I would agree with you. I wanted your take, because I know that you know him personally and that you worked with him. Mo, well, I it, love you. It comes from his heart, and she I said, love you. Uh, Thank you for being here. Mo Vela is host of In the Know with Mo. You can see it. You can hear it every Thursday, 3 to 4 p.m. Follow him on Twitter at Mo Vela, M-O-E-V-E-L-A. And please check out Unicorn Hunters. Go to UnicornHunters.com. I'm Leslie Marshall. This content was brought to you by the Michigan Association of United Ways.
0: How you been doing? I've been doing
1: pretty good. My dad is 80 years old. He has pre-existing medical conditions. Having COVID, I knew I couldn't see my dad and he needed me. I was nervous about the vaccine. As a person of color, we have a history of being used as guinea pigs. When he made the decision to become vaccinated, that's what gave me a little bit of bravery to move forward. Getting vaccinated helped me to get my life back.
0: Escape to a world
1: of magic and imagination. (laughs) Encounter wild beasts and daring space rangers. (laughs) Escape to your happy place
0: at Walt Disney World Resort.